Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Big Recon on Sports Podcast. I'm your host, I'm the Big Recon, and this week we got something special going for you. We're going to have this podcast episode, which we'll upload today through Anchor, uh, and to all the different spots you can listen to us, which we'll bring to you at the end of the episode. We're also going to be uploading a Week in Review YouTube video for the New York Mets opening week. Uh, so look for that sometime later on this evening. So this episode, we're actually going to get into something that I've hit on before, but recently I think has just really started to take over the narrative in the national sports media, and it's really starting to bother me. Um, As I have said before, I am a baseball guy. It's who I am. It's in my blood. None of that is going to change anytime soon. Do I have fandoms in other sports? Yes. Just a quick couple of things. Uh, Channing Frye played his final game in the NBA tonight for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Channing, of course, was a big piece of that 2016 championship that that entire city longed for, and he's hanging him up for good. Great player, 13 great seasons in the NBA, Uh, big man who could shoot the rock from the outside. I wish him luck in his endeavors. Uh, His best friend Richard Jefferson and him are probably going to do something funny, uh, as they have done since they played together in Cleveland just a few short years ago. I did a Facebook Live event on the trade of Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns. I've come to the Cleveland Browns late in life. I started really pulling for him when I lived there after I watched them move, and then I saw them come back. I grew up a Jet fan, but I picked up the Browns and ran with them. The year Brian Hoyer was the starter is really when I really picked up because I have family who went to school with Brian Hoyer in the Cleveland area. If you've listened to the podcast at all from the beginning, you know I am a die-hard, bleeding, scarlet and gray Ohio State football fan. Not really so much hoops. I do enjoy Ohio State baseball and, believe it or not, Ohio State softball. Played a great game against Rutgers today. Um, but the thing that has bothered me is the shortchanging that my game has gotten in the national sports media over the last, say, 10 years. When I watch or listen to sports television or radio, I don't really keep it on for very long. A lot of the times it's just updates and clips from shows on YouTube and or podcasts on ESPN. Um, But the last time I checked, the NFL season ended in the beginning of February with the single most boring Super Bowl in recent memory. Yet still every day, the show's on ESPN and Fox, NFL's the top story. Unless LeBron does something that they feel like talking about. The shills on ESCCPNFL, for those who haven't heard that before, that's my name for them, they don't seem to care that baseball's here. They only care about the NFL who they basically sold their souls to to get Monday Night Football. If you actually look at a list of the on-air talent of the two major sports networks that are fighting out right now, which would be Fox and ESPN, you will find a much larger number of former NFL players as compared to former baseball players. Now, before anyone says anything, yes, I know MLB has its own network. Well, last time I checked, there's an NFL network. And I'm not saying they should only stick to what 
they are. But what I am saying is, call it down the middle, guys. I mean, I remember when I was a kid, and they would they were pushing baseball at ESPN. Chris Berman himself, the face of ESPN, did a great commercial. He talked about you have the early game on the East Coast, and then the late night game out here on the, at the Hotel California. He was at Dodger Stadium, basically at a news desk, like at like on Sports Center, and he did that commercial, and he did his back, 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 and he had some of the nicknames in it. But that was the face of ESPN. When I think of ESPN, now I'm 40. Um, so I'm as old as the network. The network debuted in 1979. I was born in 1979. But I remember John Miller, Joe Morgan on Sunday Night Baseball. I remember during the week having a game on Wednesday night. I remember ESPN carrying the 1999 National League Division Series they had Game 4, Mets-Diamondbacks, and it was Chris Berman's call of Todd Pratt's home run that I remember. ESPN gets one game, if that, of postseason ball now. They've sold their so to the NFL, but they, only, they don't get any postseason games from the NFL either. So if you look at the flagship shows for the two networks, you see former football players all over the place. And honestly, it burns me. It burns me that they don't care about baseball. It burns me that they're allowed to be the voices of, for lack of a better term, my morning commute or my morning TV watching, but they don't talk about the game I love. You hear them complain. It takes too long. There's no end. It's too, they start too late at night. But you never hear these guys complain Friday mornings, Monday mornings, or Tuesday mornings. When the game with the four 15 minute quarters takes three and a half to four hours to play, and everybody's tired the next morning. Go back and look at some of the guys on these shows. ESPN for years was Mike and Mike in the morning. And once they went on TV, you really didn't watch a lot of Sports Center. You watched Mike and Mike, or you listened to Mike and Mike. But who were the two Mikes? Mike Greenberg, who is a fan, a respected sports journalist, and Mike Golick, former football player, who, again, as a radio personality, is outstanding. Now you have the Golick and Wingo show with Trey Wingo, big and little Mike Golick. But let's examine those guys. Trey Wingo is most known for SportsCenter and hosting NFL Live. Which for some reason, even in the offseason, NFL Live is on more than once a week. Mike Sr. and Jr. both played football at Notre Dame. Mike Jr. was in a couple of training camps. And of course, Mike Sr. had a nine-year career in the NFL before moving to ESPN to work in the studio shows and then do some in the booth and then, of course, get Mike and Mike in the morning at the turn of the century. Here's another thing I understand. I understand that the NFL, or they paid a lot of money to the NFL to get football. And I understand the NFL pays a lot of money. And I know it's very popular. But I don't understand what the hell happened. 
Baseball is our game. It gives us the best month of the year in October. It gives us memories that will never go away. And to this day, it has given us films that make grown men cry and they could care less who sees it. Yet their game watching is caring about a sport that now the owner of the most successful franchise in NFL history is facing charges in a sex trafficking and prostitution ring and yet their ticket and jersey sales won't suffer for this. They have players that have been accused of both physical and sexual assault. They've had guys who played in the league go to prison for murder. And then there's OJ. Yet all the -the off-the-field issues are glossed over because it is so popular. Oh, there are still members of the media who hammer MLB about steroids. And how there are still players getting caught. Oh, by the way. The Super Bowl MVP was suspended the first four games of this season for being on the juice. And the last time they won the Super Bowl before this, the MVP of that game was suspended the first four games for cheating. Now, as I said at the beginning, I personally am enjoying the biggest stories out of the NFL right now. Because I am a fan of the Cleveland Browns. Now, I'm not as big as some of my family and friends in Cleveland. But I am a fan of the Browns. My Denzel Ward jersey in my uh, in my closet. My hat, where I'm supposed to keep my hats. But I normally don't. My wife gets mad. My Browns t-shirt with my name on it. I'm a Browns fan. And I've suffered through seasons. And seeing the excitement in my friends and family in Cleveland is more important to me than anything else. So it's been really nice for the positive press. And they are going to have one of the most talented teams on either side of the ball. But the two networks are missing the boat on baseball. I sat here watching a YouTube clip. I love Joel Klatt, who is the main analyst for Fox on their college football coverage. I've had the privilege of listening to Joel and Ernie and um, and Gus Johnson call. Excuse me, the couldn't remember Ernie Johnson's basketball and Gus Johnson's football. And Gus Johnson call the Ohio State Michigan game the last two years. They've called the last two Big Ten championship games that I've watched Ohio State win. They're fun to listen to. Colin Cowherd said Mike Garofolo of SNY, whatever that is, and Joel Clack goes. That's where the Mets play. The college football analyst from Colorado knew SNY was the Mets broadcasting home. But the actual broadcaster who lived in Connecticut for years had no idea what it was. While the media is glossing over baseball, we are seeing some of the greatest talent in the history of this game. And the only thing they care about is the size of someone's contract or who's not paying money or Bobby Bonilla. You have guys doing things now like Mike Trout, like Jacob deGrom, who are doing things we've never seen. Trout may go down as the greatest ever. DeGrom is doing things as a pitcher 
we haven't seen since Bob Gibson 51 years ago. But you know what the media is doing with baseball? They're making it change. I bet baseball will be just as popular if it got the same level of coverage it used to. If it wasn't the NFL and everybody else. So now the media is making the league office make changes. Pitch clocks, universal DH, limiting the number of trips to the mound. My game is becoming somewhat unrecognizable. Baseball has always been a regional game in the United States. Let's be very clear about that. This is not about what the game should be. Because the game has always been very regional. In certain sections of the country, kids grew up on Mel Allen, Bob Murphy, Lindsey Nelson, Ralph Kiner, Jack Buck, Joe Buck for that matter. Tony Gwynn was not very well known outside of the state of California. You knew who he was because of the All-Star Games and the numbers he was putting up. He didn't know any of his teammates. I'm sure there are only a handful of people that know that Ozzie Smith started his career with the San Diego Padres and was traded for Gary Templeton basically straight up. The game never got past the regional thing until you had stars from other countries come to this country. Roberto Clemente. You had the breaking of the color barrier. Yes, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and some major league stars went to Japan in the 30s. It wasn't the same as it is now. When they go now, there are current players from Japan playing in the major leagues. We just saw Ichiro hang up his gear with a final game in Japan. So while in the United States it's always been regional, it has been global for a lot longer than the NFL or even the NBA have even dreamed of being global. Because the stars you saw play in the amateur games in the Olympics went on to play in the major leagues. Guys like Jim Abbott and Mark McGuire have baseball cards out of them in a USA Baseball uniform. McGuire's a bad example, but everybody knew who Jim Abbott was. He was a guy with the one hand. Baseball's always been international. Two teams in Canada at one point in time. The Montreal Expos, who let, who have two Hall of Famers in the uh in their ranks. I'm sorry, they have three. Andre Dawson, Gary Carter, and Vladimir Guerrero. And of course, the Toronto Blue Jays, who were the last team before the Yankees of the late 90s to win back-to-back championships. The last walk-off home run to end a World Series. Everybody knows the highlights of Joe Carter. Everybody knows it's Mitch Williams that threw that pitch. We've had regular season games in Mexico City, usually West Coast teams. We have had the Mets, the Marlins, the Expos, the Indians. I've all played down in Puerto Rico. We've had season openers in Japan. The Yankees went over one year. I believe they played Tampa. Uh, the Mets and the Cubs, of course, with Benny Agbayani hitting the Grand Slam in the second game of the season. And then this year, Oakland and Seattle with Ichiro's final game in a Major League uniform 
in Japan. We've seen it. Baseball is not just the game that we have to watch because it's the summertime. It is a part of our DNA. I said in my baseball preview, the iconic line from Field of Dreams, how baseball has marked the time. How America has rolled past like an army of steamrollers, been erased like a blackboard, been rebuilt and erased again. I fear for my game. For all the romance of the years gone by and the iconic names, the public doesn't seem to want to pay attention to the game anymore. It was more popular, and think about this, when we had less access to information, when all people could do was read a box score in a newspaper or catch a score on a nightly news program. Now, as I sit here, my phone is buzzing with information from Twitter and ESPN and other stations where I can look at everything. I can watch highlights. I have the baseball app on my phone. I can go in right now and watch the highlights of the Mets almost coming back from a 12-1 deficit today. ESPN just buzzed me seven minutes ago when I started doing this. Dodgers-Rockies right now. Last year's game to win the NL West. Colorado off to a slow start. Dodgers a little better. You hear the media talk about marketing their stars. Baseball's never marketed their stars. Never. But we know the names. Ruth, DiMaggio, Garrick, Mantle, Williams, Willie Mays, Hank Aaron, Tom Seaver, Bob Gibson, Steve Carlton, Dwight Gooden, Mike Schmidt, Tony Gwynn, Ozzie Smith. We know these names. For some of us, it's because we bought a baseball glove when we were a kid and Ozzie Smith signed it and we wanted to know who it was. And others, baseball is in our blood. To this day, if someone is great at something, they're called the Babe Ruth of that. If they do something great, they knocked it out of the park. A win at your job is a home run. It's even made it into pop culture. It has nothing to do with baseball. I'm a big fan of the West Wing, the TV show from the late 90s, early, early to mid-2000s. Season four, they did a re-election campaign for the president played by Martin Sheen. They had a debate between Martin Sheen and James Brolin, yes, the dad of Thanos, who was the Republican nominee on the show. Martin Sheen's character owned Brolin's character on something, and Rob Lowe playing Sam Seaborn goes, strike him out, throw him out. It's there. Baseball is there. And the media that is today is robbing the people who could love this game of simple information about it. They're trying to change a game that has no time limit to run faster. But they are not championing changing a game that has a time limit to run faster. 
it blows my mind. Now, I'm not saying the media is not wrong. Could the game improve a little bit? Yes. Am I glad Mike Harger of the Human Rain Delay or Nomar Garcia Parra are no longer in the game because they play with their batting gloves every single pitch? Yeah, I'm a little glad. Should there be so many commercials? No. Should you take pitchers out from hitting? No. Should you limit a manager of a strategic move? No. Should you tell a pitcher, well, you have to do this in a certain amount of time? No. Last time I checked, Steve Traxel doesn't pitch anymore. There's not five minutes between pitches. Baseball would still be the national pastime. If there wasn't so much money wrapped up in the NFL. I know this is probably going to be a very unpopular opinion. But there are times I don't like even turning on a football game. Because there's more, it seems like there's more downtime. And maybe it's because I played baseball as a kid. Maybe it's because I had visions of being a baseball player, so that's where my mind is. But I just think, even when I'm watching Ohio State, there are certain games I'm into, and there are certain games I'm going, how is this not over yet? What is the deal? We need to find a happy medium in the media. We need to have all the sports, including hockey and soccer at times, give them their just due. Because there are fans and guys and professional athletes playing that deserve it. Their fans deserve to know what's going on with them. The players deserve the recognition for their hard work. I know people are going to listen to this and roll their eyes. Oh, another baseball purist hates the NFL. I don't hate the NFL. I hate how the NFL monopolizes my sports talk radio. I hate how the NFL monopolizes anything I watch on TV sports related. And guess what? It's April. The NFL doesn't start for months. I've had to listen to people talk about guys who they're going to be drafted by. Are you serious? Are you serious? We're talking about theoretical moves by men in rooms that up until a few years ago were very smoky. And we're talking about those men evaluating guys in their early 20s in spandex shorts and t-shirts. But baseball takes a backseat to the draft and baseball takes a backseat to NFL day one of the new league year. Last time I checked, the NF, the Major League Baseball New League year starts, I believe it's two weeks after the World Series. And I have never once, in all the years I've been watching ESPN, have ever seen them have a roundtable on the first day of free agency the way they did the first day of the New League year on ESPN. There were nine people at a table talking about the NFL, and it took up the majority of the day. Meanwhile... You had teams preparing for a new season. 
You had intrigue on free agents who haven't signed yet. No one's talking about it. I get more information about baseball from Twitter than I do from the network that Dan Patrick to this day still calls the flagship. Or the mothership, excuse me. You can't be the mothership of sports net, sports entertainment like that and not cover everybody equally. So as I said at the beginning, this is a special two-episode night. Episode one is this podcast, which we're coming to the end of. We can be heard on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and I did figure out how to get back up on SoundCloud, so I'm going to be uploading a couple of different episodes in the next day or so. We found on social media, at BR on Sports 1. If you want to get to me personally, it's at Mets Jets Bucks 41. We can be found on Facebook, Big Recon on Sports, and we have the Big Recon on Sports YouTube channel, which is where the next episode is going to go with our week one reaction to Mets baseball. Thanks for listening, and comment, talk, tell me what you think. I know I'm probably in the minority, but baseball is still my game, and nothing's going to change that. Have a great night.